The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The advice given on this show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended as investment advice. Please consult a financial advisor before undertaking any investment decisions. While the show's producers have tried to provide accurate and timely information and have relied on sources they believe to be reliable, the show may include inadvertent technical or factual inaccuracies. Ken Smith and Ethan Broga do not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the materials provided and expressly disclaim any warranties or merchantability or fitness for a particular purpose. You are now about to take a journey with professional advisors Ken Smith and Ethan Broga on Empirical Investing Radio. Fasten your seatbelts. You're going to need them. Just because the hosts have a sense of humor does not mean their advice won't change your life. Good afternoon and welcome to Empirical Investing Radio. I'm Ken Smith, Certified Financial Planner and CEO of Seattle-based wealth management firm, Empirical Wealth Management. Good afternoon. I have Ethan Broga. Hey, Ken. Hey. Ethan's a certified financial planner with a master's degree in financial planning and the head of our financial planning committee uh, at Empirical. This show is designed to share with you insights based in empirical and evidence-based support for building portfolios, for building financial strategies, for doing better in your financial life. We want to share smart, time-tested ideas with you to help you improve improve your financial situation, achieve your goals. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. Yep. And uh, yeah, we were kind of frustrated with, with the um, financial media at large, I guess you could say, when we first decided to start this program, Ethan. Mm-hmm. We want it. We there's a lot of sound bites, a lot of information, but very little knowledge being shared on how to improve a person's situation. And I think the difference between information and and knowledge is information is an interesting fact, right? You know, the um, Pfizer's going to buy a, a a drug company or some pharmaceutical company, or the Feds having their their their. Uh, meetings as we record this right now mm-hmm. and uh you know the results of that that's all interesting information we get bombarded with it you know it's flashing all over the web it's it's on tv it's on the radio right but but knowledge is something that you can utilize to make smarter decisions in the future so it's something you can implement um it's kind of hard to know what what should i do with my portfolio because you know i'm watching cnbc and they have they have uh you know, this morning I had it on, and they had the the CEO of PIMCO, one of the big mutual fund complexes on there, and they were asking him all kinds of questions about what's going on in the economy and these kinds of things. But there's very little actionable advice. You know, it's his view or opinion, which we talked about, is often wrong. Um, yeah, that track record's so. very clear on that for most folks. I mean, you can be 
very, very smart and intelligent, but doesn't really help you make, you know, the predictive future any better, I guess. No. So if you have some knowledge or, or some piece of information that says, hey, you know, historically, you know, we bring in these, these academics and we look at some of the data and the research that's been done, and we say, hey, is there, is there some kind of fundamental relationship here? Um, or is there some sort of strategy that, that takes advantage of current tax laws or investing principles? And, you know, it, it may not be as exciting as someone throwing something across the room or screaming at you, but uh, <laughs> um, if you want that, I would suggest, you know, some people can get that at home um, or other venues. Like a racetrack, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Um, go to a boxing match or whatever. You don't need it in your financial. So, Ethan, why don't you uh, give out our contact information, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get on to today's topic. Sure, that sounds good. Hey, uh, have we had any phone calls yet or emails? I'm just Simon? curious. What's the Are big board calls flooding in? What's that? We have not. We have not. All right. All right. Well, today's goal, we, we need to have a couple of callers. Uh, you know, you got to call in. You got Somebody out there has got to have a couple of questions that we could possibly address for you. Uh, maybe uh, talk about it on the show. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know you're out there. And you can reach us at uh, contact at empiradio.com or our 800 number, which is 800 254 0398 and um, you know th- I'll offer it up again I have a, a copy of the uh, the investors manifesto by uh, William Bernstein yeah pretty which we've, pretty famous we tried author. to get him on the show he, he was refused a few times he must be a busy guy I bet he is yeah he's probably researching books or something yeah uh, anyway this book is pretty good and uh, I, I know that uh, I read it uh, I like it a lot I'm sure you would too so First caller, first person to email us, you get a free copy of this book, and we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, just I, this is an internet-based radio program, so I'm assuming people listening to it are probably right next to their email. Um, sure. Probably just fire us an email, and we'll give you the book at the contact at empirical. I'm sorry, empiradio.com, right? Right. And so just shoot us an email and say, hey, I'm listening. Um, and give us a, a mailing address, and we'll send you a, a copy of a book. That's all we're asking. We just want to know if you're there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, um, moving right along, Ethan. Oh, one more thing. We oh. wanted to mention the Advisors for Advisors thing briefly. Oh, yeah. Let's I'm not sure if we're ready that. to... Let's mention that. Let's talk about that just real quick. Um, as we mentioned in, in previous shows, um, we're looking to, to partner up with experienced advisors and professionals across the country. Um, People who have uh, embraced the sort of fiduciary role for their clients and have looked like we are toward the evidence-based investing strategies. Um, if you're interested in partnering with us, and really what we're offering is, uh, in essence, much of the in- infrastructure to help you run your own business. And so if you're interested in hearing more about that, we would love to hear from you as well. And again, you can reach us at contact at empiradio.com or 800-254-0398. And, and preferably what we're looking for here are, are people who've been in the business of helping uh, helping clients make financial decisions. So preferably they've got some form of designation in the, in the way of a certified financial planning mm-hmm. CFP um, or they're a chartered financial analyst um, or they're a CPA or, or somebody who, who we're looking for people who have experience and some, some knowledge. And uh, and primarily really care about doing the right thing for clients out there who need financial guidance. That's right. And uh, we'll provide you with the infrastructure 
and the ability and the tools to help clients. We've built a very good system. We do that very well. Okay, well, Ethan, let's um, you know, let's get into what we're getting into here. All right, what's on today's uh, schedule, yeah. Ken? Well, we were uh, we're going to take a break from the. We we've got a little more of the Roger Ibbotson from Yale interview, and I think we're going to play that next week. Finish up with that. Um, what we want to do is we want to ch- jump back into some of our other segments. And today, I thought we maybe we got a vault item here. Um, I saw and. Um, a prediction, I guess, or, or a uh, something prognostication, and, um, and then we were, we were we were working through a list of seventeen ideas on how investors should be managing their money right now. Mm-hmm. And I think we've gotten up. And if you haven't been listening, you can view the just go to the archives and listen to the previous shows. But we were up to number twelve, I think. Get uh, get help from an advisor who has your best interest in mind. Right, right. And you and, you originally yeah. uh, had, I think. If I'm not mistaken, created this list um, based on an interview you had, right, with uh, a person from one of the recent yeah, the local October, magazines. Yeah, Seattle Met Met uh, the Seattle Metropolitan Magazine, and um, they contacted me and said, "Hey, we saw some of the articles that we did that were in the Seattle Times right. locally, and um, just wanted some guidance on, hey, what are some things that smart things that people can do right now?" And uh, I kind of whipped up a list of seven, 17 ideas. Yeah. And these are things that we'll be putting into the book that we're working on as well, some of these concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, but we thought we'd, they're worth sharing with investors right now. No doubt. And uh, so I thought we could continue through this list. Maybe we can get through the whole thing today. Um, and and, uh-huh. uh, and then I, there's an interesting study. I, I like to read a blog, um, an author that we've had on our show several times, and we've We've also recommended a lot of his books. His name is Larry Swedrow. He has a blog out. I think it's um, Money Watch or one of those. I think it's a CNBC Market Watch. Yeah, that's it. Um, and he has some good in. He, he mentioned uh, a study that was done by Vanguard on on the reasoning. Uh, the reason for why passive funds or index-type funds tend to get lower Morningstar ratings. Mm-hmm. So I thought we could talk a little bit about that because that is a question that comes up a lot. Yeah. So... Which one are we going to do first? We can do the uh, list or that 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 one first. Or let's the vault go to first? the let's go to the vault item. Here. All right, let's do it. Um, let me see if I can uh, dig out the the piece of paper. Should I go back and get it real quick? Hold on, I. You got it. Yeah. Hold on. Hang on a second. Hold on a second. It's right there. You see it? I got it. All right. It's deep. We got a lot of vault items stacking up in here. Excellent. Okay. All right. Well, uh, what we have here is uh, just going through at Wall Street Journal online here, and uh, there was a prediction. Goldman Sachs is is a uh, is saying gold's going to one thousand six hundred and fifty dollars an ounce. That's their twelve month um, twelve month uh, prediction. Here it says gold at fourteen hundred per troy ounce. Not such a bold prediction these days. Gold with, with gold hovering around thirteen fifty. Well, how about 1500 Ethan? Well, that's starting to sound a little bullish. Could it even reach 1600 next year? It seems that, that the kind of figure a feverish gold bug might throw around. Consider this. Goldman Sachs just raised its 12-month forecast to $1,650. Wow. Um, in raising its sights for gold, the Wall Street giant cited the recent rally and persistently low interest rates in the United States, as well as the potential impact if the Federal Reserve intervenes further to prop up the economy. Hmm. So 
they go on, and there's a little bit of a, you know, a, a hedger. We say, well, maybe um, things could happen in the economy that, uh, you know, it says the higher prediction came with a caveat. Gold prices could get pushed down when the U.S. economy strengthens and the Fed starts tightening monetary policy. Um, but we'll see. We'll put this in the vault. We'll, we'll pull it out. In 12 months, we'll see if, if gold is anywhere near 1650. And uh, I think we've got some other ones we're going to pull out here by the end of this year that we put into the vault. So yep. just a reminder, the vault idea is if you come across, um, whether it's stock market predictions, gold, housing, economy, any of those types of things, interest rates, uh, please forward them to us at that contact at empiradio.com. We'll read them on the, on the show. And the idea is we just want to track these things. Um, one of the, the things that investors don't do well is they re they get this information we talked about, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they tend to gravitate towards views that they believe in. So if you think already thought gold was going up, you find this article and it just reconfirms what you thought. Then a lot of cases, these are inaccurate, and we kind of have this psychological tendency to forget about these predictions. And so... Um, our viewpoint is, well, if Goldman Sachs is making this prediction, if it doesn't occur, why would we continue to listen to these things? Right? Yeah, I mean, the odds are it's possible it works out. It's possible it doesn't work out. Yeah. I mean, there's no certainty just because there, there's a prediction. And what does that mean in terms of what you do to your portfolio when you read something like this? Exactly. And that's where the knowledge part comes in, Ethan. Well, we've got to uh, – well, that's the vault segment. We're going to take a quick break. And then we'll come back and dive into the, the study on the Morningstar rating system and index funds and go through our 15 uh, several ways to manage your money right now segment. Sounds good. Okay. We'll be right back. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. The incidence of autism has increased at an alarming rate. Approximately 1 in 150 children are affected by autism, giving autism the undesired ranking as the most prevalent childhood developmental disorder in the U.S. 67 children will be diagnosed today. That is nearly one child every 20 minutes. Autism One, a conversation of hope, brought to you by Enzymedica, hosted by Terry Aranga, illuminates how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. 
autism is treatable and given appropriate therapies, children are recovering. With well-known researchers and doctors, members of Congress, and expert service providers from a wide range of disciplines, Terry offers interviews and insights highlighting the progress in areas related to autism spectrum disorders such as biomedical research and treatment, communication, education, and behavioral modalities, sociological and philosophical issues, and legislative advocacy and insurance concerns. Autism One, a conversation of hope, broadcasts each Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Autism One, a conversation of hope. Through education and conversation, there is hope. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. And we're back. We're back on the radio. I think Welcome we're, back. I think we're going to, Ken, we're going to go right to uh, the study, I think, right? We're going to talk about the list of things later and go right to the study. Is that right? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So I thought this was interesting, and then clearly our friend Larry thought it was interesting. He put it on his blog about you know, the reason why um, index funds, if if we believe they're Passively managed vehicles as investment vehicles are superior products to what we're, we refer to as actively managed funds. Um, why do they often get average ratings from Morningstar, the companies like Morningstar? So he cited a, a study that was just done by Vanguard, which in itself is a mutual fund company. True. Um, that uh, one of the one of the first the first retail-based index fund, the S&P 500 index fund, was launched by Vanguard in the late 70s. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like several of their, their investments. I, I have some issues with the way they approach advisors and advice. Um, but we can talk about that later. Probably separate topic. Separate topic, definitely. Uh, but they did a study, and, um, and, and they looked at the Morningstar system. And Morningstar is a, a company that provides... Uh, research on mutual funds mm-hmm. and often i just got a call it's because i head up our investment committee and and often i get calls from all the different mutual fund companies and i just got one uh yesterday actually and one of the, the i won't mention the f- exact fund company it's an actively managed fund company but one of his an early selling points on the fund the reason it was an international fund uh, was it was listed in smart money was his one one selling point, and wow. the number two is, is a five-star rated fund. Five stars. 
That's five stars. There now, that's the maximum star. Oh, out of out of five, five out of five. It's five out of five, my friend. Wow. So I know that 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 gets thrown around a lot, and I think it can be confusing because investors are most of us, right? We're busy. We're busy people. We don't have a lot of time to fool around, um, and pe- particularly people who are trying to manage their own assets, um, they like the quick solution. So if you can look at a rating system where someone's done that homework. Yeah, right? you're taking the shortcut. Yeah. Hey, and five stars. got to be good. It's got to be good. I should use it. Um, that, would, that would be logical. It's rational. Um, but the studies, and this is just one. I just like it because it's a few months old it's since newer, they published yeah. this. Uh, and I also like that within the first sentence they talk about the empirical evidence. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that in our list about the evidence-based approach to your investing. Right. But... Uh, so the study basically was mutual fund ratings and future performance. You can pull it down on the Vanguard website. Um, just search for it. What was the name again? June Mutual fund ratings and, f- and future performance. It okay. Was June. And the general idea was, well, why do these, it starts with why, why do index funds tend to get three-star ratings um, rather than five stars? If index funds, and you hear, we've said this many times, if index funds as a whole over the long run tend to beat most managers, that are out there trying to pick securities, right, mm-hmm. traditional methods, well, then why, why would they get a three-star rating? And some of the funds that we use in our practice are, they don't always fit, well, we don't use any active funds per se, mm-hmm. um, but we use passive funds that, that don't always fit into the, the straight-up box of indexing. The conventional benchmarks. Right. They're doing some unique things to, to maximize return by lowering costs and other things. But the point of it is, is even those funds that we use, don't don't get five star ratings, and the essence of the reason for that is that Morningstar doesn't just use a very long term um, return calculation. They use a com- combined return of a three year, a five year, and a ten year. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a little bit more emphasis even on the three and five year number than there is on the ten year number. So statistically, in the state shows you how all managers in the group. And this is something that's been well documented. Bill Sharp did it. Um, he refers to this as the arithmetic of, of the market. All managers in a group will make up the market return minus the expenses that they're charging. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll tend to have a, a, a distribution or an average around. They'll be 50% will do better than the average, 50% will do worse than the average return in general. Right. Um, if you take that and you say, well, an index fund really just gets the market return, right? As a group, they will tend to do worse than the index fund. So then the question is, well, geez, would I, why would, in the, and in, in Morningstar's world, they rank the funds then in terms of percentiles of performance. So if an index fund typically would be in the 50th percentile over a short period of time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that means that there are managers in any short period of time who do do well and beat the index. Sure, there the is. the S&P, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll tend to get the higher five-star rating. But as time goes on, the persistency of these managers is very little, very low, um, so that on average you would expect the index fund to get an average rating because there are always managers in the short term. and. Larry, I like Larry's example on his blog there. He talked about, well, it's kind of taking a, a, 
a hundred yard dash runner and putting two pound weights on on his uh, ankles, right? And you know, in a short distance, he might be able to compensate for that and still do quite well. But the longer the race is, exactly. For example, extended out to a marathon runner, they'd have a very very difficult time overcoming that drag. It'd be virtually no. Even the best runner, right, would have a very small percentage of winning with those weights dragging him down. Well, those weights in the in the mutual fund world are the expenses that go on with all the trading. Expenses and taxes, I'd say, as well. And taxes, well, yeah. And a lot of these states don't even account for the tax component of it. Oh, so, yeah, right. So on our, on our pre-tax basis, the, the net result is worse. Yeah. But you factor in taxes, and the result is even more staggeringly different. Right. Mm-hmm. So just because your index fund, for example, is a three-star rated fund, does not mean that it's not a superior investment to a five-star rated actively managed mutual fund. And I think that's extremely critical. I mean, we're talking about ideas... Um, to help you improve your performance um, and more money left over to reach your goals and to get where you want to go. This is a huge deal. Right. I mean, I'd, I'd ask, you know, how long is your investment horizon? You know, the audience or Ken or myself. Well, it's a very long period of time. It isn't just the next year, the next two years or three years or five years. It's my whole life, right. basically. And you have to really, I think, Take the perspective of that's how that's what you're you're working with in terms of time frames here. So, giving that time frame, what would you do? Well, you'd likely do the passive approach or, or index type approach right. relative to active anyway. Or at the very least, have that as the core to your investment. Right. And then, if you're going to speculate or engage in some of these other strategies, do those on the on the on the periphery. Mm-hmm. The the second part of the study, though, is okay. Well, so that makes sense. You know, if you follow the people out there picking stocks. Ultimately, someone has to own them, right? You can't sell them into a vacuum. Somebody has to own them. So yep. if I buy one stock, I mean, someone out there uh, is selling it to me mm-hmm. and, um, and vice versa. That's why we all get the market return. And this this logic goes the same if you're out there picking stocks on your own or listening, subscribing to a newsletter sure. or whatever. Every decision that you make beyond outside of owning just a market portfolio, right, you're, you're making either because you believe you can enhance your return over the group or you're somehow able to get the same return with lower risk. Otherwise, you shouldn't be doing it, first of all. So know why you're doing it. Yeah, rationally, right. that's the only reason, only two reasons you would do, you engage in a strategy other than, like you said, owing the market. Right. Because you think you can get better returns or take on lower risk and get the same return. So you need to understand that that's huge. That's a huge A lot of people just start buying stocks or buying investments uh, just because they think that's what you do, mm-hmm. right? But not realizing that hey, you're making a log- you're making a choice whether you know it or not um, and it's likely if you are doing that that you're taking on risk so now let's say you are conscious of that decision you saying yeah well I am I'm picking a smaller number just a bunch of stocks that I like why am I doing that well hopefully you're doing it then because you think you can beat the market because clearly if you're not you're taking on risk you shouldn't so if you think you can beat the market right mm-hmm. realize that everyone in the market is going to get the market return so your chances of beating the market have to be on you have some insight that the rest of the group does not. You have some knowledge or some skill set that the rest of the group does not have. Right. And the rest of the group has a very nice resume um, when you look at who's managing the majority of the money out there trying to beat the market. And so these are PhDs from all around the world, very bright people who have very complex statistical software and tools at their disposal. Yeah. 
Um, very easy for these people to take advantage of someone out there who's <laughs> just trying to pick stocks. I mean, on a day-to-day basis, the the volume that's out there uh, that trades on the stock exchanges, it's something like, I don't remember the exact number, but it's, it's like 90% of it's institutional money, right? That's right. And you, I, I, I would bet that those institutions are have probably hired the, some pretty bright folks to be doing that. That's right. So if you're, you're those are the people you're playing against, in, in essence, if you're going out there picking stocks or, or trying to select managers to, again, to beat the market. That's right. So with that in mind, keep that in mind when we're talking about how well these professionals are doing um, at this game. Right. And the next part of the study is about, well, geez, if, I, if there are in short periods of time, you know, uh, a pretty good chunk of managers who are, are you know, luckily beating, beating or are beating the index, why can't I just structure my portfolio then? How, how do these five-star rated funds do from the point in which I buy them and then into the future. And I like to, we, we're going to need to take a break here in a few minutes. So I'd like to talk about that when we come back and then get into our, our other ideas for how to be more successful at your investing. Please give us a, an email or a call at contact at empiradio.com um, or 1-800-254-0398. We'll be right back. We're going to take a break and we'll get back into it. Yeah, don't forget, uh, first person to respond gets a free book. Yeah, free book. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at empiricalfs.com. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
There's a course offered on 7th Wave Network that you never saw offered in college. One that provides information on how to transform ancient wisdom teachings into everyday life. You'll learn how to create from your spirit and explore the world with all of your senses. Participation is encouraged. Enroll in Spirituality 101, the course you can't afford to miss with your host, Reverend Norma. Class is in session every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time, in your favorite classroom, 7th Wave Network. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right, Ethan, welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio will help you make smarter financial decisions. Uh, Ethan, we were just talking in the break here, and, uh, and we've been giving out the contact information. And I think it would be a great idea, uh, because we are financial planners and we do wealth management, to offer our listeners, as a kind of a reward for listening, um, a free retirement analysis and a portfolio review. So yeah. if you're out there and you're listening, I mean, Maybe start with the question, do you know what you need to retire? How much money do you need to retire? And um, what's the best portfolio mix to get there? Yeah, for you. For you, specifically. And have you have you had anyone analyze your risk tolerance and look at your, what we're calling risk capacity, mm-hmm. and uh, your financial capital, you know, your human capital? How does that play in? Um, so we'd love to offer that. If you uh, shoot us an email, you know, you can either pick up the book that we'll give you for free if you want it, or we'll do a, a free financial or retirement analysis for you. Yeah, and uh, one <clears throat> one caveat on that would be that um, you know it'd be nice to be able to discuss the, some of the results or some of the exploration uh, on the on the air. Yeah, we'd love to be able to have you on the show and, and just talk about um, you know what we what we uncovered some of the some of the issues that we dealt with so other people know. Yeah, it'd be great. So we'll do a case study, as it were. Give us a call if you're interested in that. Oh, before the break, Ethan, um, we were talking about this Morningstar study, mutual fund ratings and future performance, and the work they were doing. They they were focusing on Morningstar ratings, and we talked about the fact that the reasons why you would index funds, there's nothing wrong with the fact that index funds typically wind up getting three-star ratings because they tend to fall in the average Um what uh, what the reason for that we talked about is because the, the the ratings that Morningstar uses tend to incorporate some short-term market return data, and over short periods of time, right, you'll yeah. have a certain group of managers that rise to the that do beat the index and rise to the top. But the longer that time period is extended, exactly. fewer and fewer of those managers exist. So the next part of the study is well, let's assume that we focus on the managers that are beating the index or beating their benchmark. Yeah, let's avoid the ones that uh, yeah haven't. Is there any predictability or benefit by buying only five-star rated funds? Um, and in the study, what they found is, well, really, there isn't. 
um, that, you know, when they went back, this thing goes to 92, um, that on average, you know, whether you bought one-star funds or five-star funds, it did about the same. Over longer periods. Um, over longer periods of time. So actually, they looked at a three-year period subsequent to the rating. So if you got a five-star rating, um, they looked at what happened over the next 36 months or three years. Oh, I see. Um, and the reason for that is that most institutions utilize like a three-year evaluation period. So, hey, the fund's got five stars. I buy into it. How did it do over the next three-year three cycle? And uh, generally what they found is, well, not, not any better. Buying five-star funds didn't improve your performance over buying one-star fund. Yeah, it, look, it sounds like to me that uh, it's kind of like when you're, when you're selecting investments by the star rating, you're really kind of looking in the rearview mirror. You know, right. hey, what's it done in the recent past? And then right. if you end up buying the fund, what you're really saying is that, hey, I expect the same results in the next next segment of time. So in the, in here, there's a, the figure they give is average fund statistics, um, 1992 through August 31 of 2009, and excess returns. So the probability of positive excess returns, so that would be benchmark beating returns. With five-star, by a strategy of always buying the five-star funds, you had a 39% probability of getting those uh, getting excess returns but if you bought one star funds you had a 46 percent probability <laughs> um, <laughs> of of that if you bought two star funds it was 39 percent sort of and, counterintuitive there, right? three star was 38 percent and then four stars were 37 percent now what's really fascinating about this ethan is when they looked at what the average excess return was and so but that excess return could be positive, but it could also be negative. Right. And so we talked about the fact that active managers as a group are invested, you know, because of the fees and expenses they charge, they have a negative return relative to the stock market. Mm -hmm. They tend, If the stock market does 10%, they tend to do 10% minus their expenses, which is less, right? Right. Well, the average excess return with five-star funds was negative 1.32%. The average excess return with one-star funds was negative 0.04%. So you had a greater neg uh, The average of that group actually lost more in the five-star rated funds wow. than the average of the one-star rated funds did. Fascinating. Um, and the funds tend to switch the way that you know Morningstar does it. Those five-star funds tend to get rotated pretty quickly. Yeah, I was going to talk about that. I so mean, even if you were trying to capture, let's assume that there was a premium there, which there's not. The data shows there is no premium by buying five-star rated funds. Um, but if there was, you'd have to incur quite a bit of transaction costs just to maintain a strategy that kept you exposed to those types of funds. And you'd have a pretty big tax hit, too. Probably. Um, so the lesson here is don't put... It's it's, you know, Morningstar as a data company. I'm not, I'm not saying that they're not good. Uh, they do provide very valuable data. They even say in their disclosures, hey, past performance is not indicative, right? Mm -hmm. These Morningstar ratings are meant to be a guide to help a person apparently sort out what you know funds they might look at. Um, my viewpoint is that, you know, the that I would we don't use the rating system of anyone's to determine what funds we're going to use. We look to the structure of the fund and we look at the empirical data on, hey, where do we want to be invested? 
Do we want to own U U.S. stocks? Do we want to own foreign stocks? Do we want to own large companies, small companies, value companies, growth companies? What proportions of those companies? Then we look at what is the best vehicle out there to gain areas of the market. Mm -hmm. And the best vehicle, in our views, gives, is determined by what will give us the lowest amount of risk you know, of not capturing that asset class, what is the highest tax and cost efficiency, and the best diversification and fund structure, the way the fund is run and operated, is far more important than what a particular investment did over the last three, five, or even 10 years in some cases. Mm -hmm. So very, very important. Can I just have one final thing on that? All right. With, and we've talked about this before. Um, you better believe it. Having the, the star system. Yeah, the star system. You know, the, the, the five-star funds, by nature, are always changing. You know, they're not the same every year. And you, you talked about this, you touched on it a minute ago, on, on the idea of persistence. There isn't a lot of persistence among the managers who are running those, those funds. Right. Meaning that the five-star person this year is going to be somebody I can, I can, I'll bet on it, in fact. That's a bet I will take. That next year probably will be different. And the year after that, there'll be a different five-star person, you know, a five-star fund to own. Um, it just means that there's not a, not a lot of value in, in, in making decisions based on the stars in itself. Yeah, the, the, it's not a, a shortcut type of a... Meep, meep. Shortcut type of system <laughs> to, you know, getting better returns is, I guess, the, right, what we're saying. They're not, and they're, they're, not, not, they're, not, no. they're not related. Well, maybe they are, but it's inverse then, I guess I'd say. There's an inverse relationship between probably the, you know, the, 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 your study supports that. Yeah, if, if anything, you, you should be more wary of buying into a five-star fund than, than you should be excited about it. Right. And part of that goes beyond this study, that when you, by the time they get to the, this five-star performance, they've attracted a very large quantity of money. Mm -hmm. um, and the bigger and bigger the funds get, it can be more difficult for them to continue to outperform. Yep. So even if they have a strategy that, that was valid and, and there was real what's called alpha in there, which is return beyond the risk they take, they've got an additional return for doing that, um, it becomes harder for them to repeat that as it attracts more and more assets. So the Fidelity Magellan Fund is an example we talk about a lot. Mm -hmm. Peter Lynch did quite well for a pretty, pretty good period of time, but that fund struggled once it achieved critical mass to generate superior returns. Yeah, or the Bill Miller yeah. story with Leg Mason. I mean, that's another good example of that. It didn't, once you achieved a five-star status, um, afterwards, after that five-star crowning, as it were, um, did do, didn't do very well for a while. So focus on, on more on the structure of the portfolio, and uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that over the show. But I thought it was an interesting study. We've got a couple minutes here, Ethan. Let's get back to our... Um, our list here of uh, ways to manage your money right now. All right. And in the context around this was we were talking about, geez, going through this market slash financial crisis that we did here starting in 2007 to now. What are some things that investors should be doing or thinking about differently um, than they were before? If they, if they didn't already incorporate the things we're talking about, um, it's our view they should be doing it more so now than ever. And so... Where we were, we were at um, was uh, get help from an advisor who has your best interests in mind. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, we've got about a minute here, Ethan. So 
I don't know, maybe you want to take a stab at that real quick, and then we'll we'll progress as we get back. We've got one more segment. I mean, broadly speaking, clearly, if you're as an investor are aligned with your advisor, you you probably have a higher likelihood of, of reaching your ultimate you know goals and object- objectives that you've set for yourself. Um, if you don't, uh, you know, there's a potential conflict of interest there. Conceptually, I think it makes sense that you probably have a harder time getting there <laughs> than if you're working with an advisor that you can trust that that it really does have your your best interest in mind. And for us, that's you know we're talk we talk about a lot uh, talk a lot about uh, fiduciaries and so forth. Um, so maybe we'll come take a break real quick yeah. and touch more about uh, that. Some ideas about that too. So we'll be right back. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor, or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Holistic living is nutrition for not just your body, but your mind and your soul. Holistic nutrition goes far beyond the foods that we eat or the supplements that we take. Discover natural means to heal your body and regain your innate healing powers. That's Holistic Living with Tina Marie Jones on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Tune in for your weekly dose of good holistic living. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right, Ethan. We're back. 
Welcome back for our last segment of the show here of the hour. Um, we're talking about things that you can do to manage your money right now if you went through a difficult time um, going through this market crisis, as many people have. Mm-hmm. It's not time to bury your head in the sand. You really need to step forward and and, and get control of your financial future. Yes. So now is the time to take action. Use whatever happened as leverage to say, hey, there is never a bad time to start making prudent financial decisions, right? Up markets, down markets, sideways markets. When is there a bad time to get control over your financial situation and to start bringing sound, prudent strategies? That always makes sense. All the time. We were talking about getting help from an advisor who has your best interests in mind, Ethan, and you, you've talked on the show about this fiduciary relationship. Mm-hmm. I wanted to step back a moment and talk about, well, why should people, why do we believe that almost everyone should have an advisor? And what's the value if I was working with an advisor? Why, what kind of advisor should I look for? And we were talking about, my view on this is that um, you primary value that an advisor should recognize, if you're an advisor out there, you should recognize the primary value that you add is the discipline that you bring. Getting your clients, and for you as a client, having your advisor tell you things that you may not always like to hear. Yeah. So if you're someone who has a, a uh, an addiction to gambling, right, the last thing you want to do is hang out with professional gamblers. <laughs> That'd be, that's correct. Right? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to do that. It'd make uh, it more difficult for sure, right? To stay on track or not do it. Yeah. If you're involved. Or set up shop at a casino. Right. Um, and start eating lunch there and meeting clients. There. No, I wouldn't do that. I would need to surround myself with people who would help offset that urge. Right. Well, if you're someone out here who thinks that market timing and stock picking and those kinds of things, you get drawn into the news and you think that stuff works or watching CNBC and what's going on in the market, the last thing you want to do is hire a financial advisor who's into that stuff as well. Um, what yeah. you need is someone who's going to bring the discipline of how he markets. Investing is a lifetime, is a lifetime endeavor. It takes an immense amount of discipline, of which most of us as individuals are not psychologically wired to do well. Right. It's just not in our natural instincts. Even if we have the knowledge, it's not so difficult to get the knowledge. You listen to this program, you'll have the knowledge, mm-hmm. in my view, to, to be a successful investor. It's being held accountable to do it. You know what I mean? I, I can read a book on how to get in shape or how to eat right. Right. That's usually not where the shortcoming is, though. That's it's the easy part. It's the execution part. And you use a good analogy that this is having a, the right advisor is akin to, um, you know, where, where you go to a doctor and they say, hey, you need to eat better and you need to exercise. You can't really delegate that. Exactly. You can't say, well, you eat better and exercise for me. This is the way we actually can delegate that and say, hey, you can eat better and exercise for me. Yeah, you're much more likely to be uh, healthy if you do re- eat eat. Right, and exercise, no debate about that. It's the same type of thing with investing, right? Right. If you're, if you're disciplined about investing, you're much more likely to be financially better off. Right. Why don't we hold the same standards to that? Well, we should. All investors should. So the other element, Ethan, is is, is the advisor, finding an advisor that, that has your best interests, are they there to sell you products? You know, are they pushing private placements or private real estate deals or hedge funds or insurance products that they're getting commissions on? Um, or do they actually care about your financial well-being and do they take the time to get to know you and develop a 
broad financial plan that incorporates things that they may have no management of or compensation from. Right. Um, do they put the effort and the investment into getting to know you and what you're trying to do? And then again, are they disciplined about telling you things that, hey, maybe you need to save more, maybe you need to put off retirement, or do they just tell you what you want to hear? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we should, you know, if you call them with some idea that you heard on the, you know, read in a magazine, or we just talked about gold going up, you know, do they just go, yeah, that's a great idea, let's do it? Um, or do they say, hey, well, let's let's get back to our plan. Let's mm-hmm. get back to our strategy. Let's get back to the policy statement. And let's get to the research. Yeah. Well, as, as individual investors, we're really, we're, I think we all would probably admit, if we're honest with ourselves, that we're prone to do the wrong things at the wrong time. You know, with the market's going down, we tend to think to ourselves, well, gee, I don't want to continue saving anymore. Why would I do that? I don't want to continue my, doing my 401k or my monthly savings that I have. If the market's going down, I'm just going to lose more money. And I'm just throwing my money away. Right. I mean, that, the natural tendency is, is to believe that, and that's, you know, it's, that's one perspective. But clearly, in hindsight, markets usually recover. And in fact, they have every time that I, I'm familiar with that they've gone down. And to have sticken with a prudent strategy and consistently saving through the difficult times makes the rebound all that much better. Right. So just one example of how being disciplined uh, is, is important and very difficult to do on your own. Well, and, you know, there's this whole body of work now on, this, on behavioral finance or psychology of investing. And right. the idea that our minds are divided into the reflective and the reflexive components. And the reflective is the slow, rational, analytical part of our minds. The reflexive is guided by intuition. It's the fast-working emotional side of, of how we make decisions. Having the advisor helps keep you on the reflective side, the rational side. Um, and it, it's those moments of intense emotion that can cause lifetimes of, of falling behind your financial goals, mm-hmm. pulling your entire investment out at the, at the exact wrong time, or placing large amounts of your life capital into an investment um, because you're in some euphoric state of you know, missing out on the next greatest thing. So that's the value that that you know an advisor can bring, and so you want to be looking for things, uh, it, it, characteristics that we just described when you're getting an advisor, and realizing that even if you have the knowledge, um, there's so many reasons why you need someone to help you and keep stay disciplined and focused on the bigger picture. Yep, exactly. How well, much time? How much time do we have left? We've got a couple of minutes. Um, the next thing you had on the list was adopt we have is adopt evidence-based investing. Oh, well, that goes hand-in-hand hand with kind of what we were just talking about. Right. I mean, if you're a, uh, an emotional investor, you tend to get caught up in emotions and tend to make emotion-based decisions. With, with Particularly in investments, that's usually not a good thing to do. I mean, like you just mentioned, um, it's easy to and make irrational choices that end up hurting us in the long run. If you, if you make a commitment to evidence-based investing... What that means is before you make any investment decisions, before you buy, sell, do anything, you will look for independent research that validates those decisions. And I would say, you mentioned independent. It's meaning outside of your own experience, perhaps. Outside of what you have, uh, has happened to you individually. Look beyond that. Broader even than if you, you know, if your advisor or broker, whoever you're working with, gives you advice make them present the research if necessary. You know, if they're saying, hey, we should be getting in or out of the market or moving this particular strategy, some hot manager who's got this, well, let's look at the data on, on 
the success rates of these strategies. Mm -hmm. What are the risks involved in these things? Um, not just making them because, you know, the common term is hope springs eternal, right? There's some star pie in the sky idea. Well, Ethan, we're running out of time for the show. Um, again, I want to mention that if you want to give us a call or, or email, we're offering to do a free retirement analysis uh, for you. And uh, we'll have you, if you'd love to have you on the show and talk a little bit about the work we'll do there. Uh, next week, we're going to get back to some of the interview with Roger Ibbotson and uh, many other money-making topics. Sounds good. Thanks. Have a great week. We hope you've enjoyed Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and Ethan Broga. Please join us again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll see you next week. The advice given on this show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended as investment advice. Please consult a financial advisor before undertaking any investment decisions. While the show's producers have tried to provide accurate and timely information and have relied on sources they believe to be reliable, the show may include inadvertent technical or factual inaccuracies. Ken Smith and Ethan Broga do not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the materials provided and expressly disclaim any warranties or merchantability or fitness for a particular purpose. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.